Welcome to the Move On Mark Wrestling Podcast with Shane, Captain Jenny, Shane, Captain Jenny. All these super marks of wrestling, great time is guaranteed. Join the Move On Mark Wrestling Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Luda Marks Wrestling Podcast. This is Wrangler, and I've got Jenny along with me. Say hello, Jenny. Hello. And this week is a special week. You know, we, we had Dustin Stall on here a couple weeks ago. This week we have Xander Lynn and our friend Raven, and they're be talking to us about their new promotion, Tetsu Championship Wrestling. I think it's right, right? Tetsu, Tetsu Championship Wrestling? Yes. I think it's, yeah, I think I said that right. Because, you know, I had the uh, issue pronouncing correctly. It's Tetsu Pro Wrestling. Tetsu Pro Wrestling, thank you very much. Tetsu Pro Wrestling. But yes, we we had a uh, we had a very good conversation with uh, Xander Litt, the owner, promoter of uh, Tetsu Pro Wrestling and uh, the, And the little side competition that they do champ or cosplay championship wrestling. Yeah, cosplay championship wrestling as well, which sounds really, really interesting. And I actually got to go back and watch. Uh, I actually followed their TikTok, and I got to go back and watch some of that stuff. And it's pretty cool. You wouldn't yeah, it's really cool. You wouldn't think, you know, me, me and being in a, uh, a hardened Jim Cornette type wrestling fan, you know, I, you would think I would shit all over this, right? Mm-hmm. Nah, this is fucking cool. I love Take it. Take your inner nerd and just throw it in a yeah. wrestling ring, and you've got cosplay championship. Exactly, wrestling. exactly. It's exactly what it is. I can't shit on it at all. It's it's fantastic. It's it's really good stuff, and uh, yeah, we're gonna have all that in the uh, interview and more. Uh, you'll enjoy it. You will absolutely you will absolutely enjoy it. You'll absolutely enjoy it. You'll enjoy the interview. Uh, you'll enjoy everything that's going on with this with this promotion. Trust us on this. Uh, well, Jenny, you got anything else before we get into the interview? No, I think we just need to give. We just get right into the interview. That damn good. It's it that, is, damn it's good. that damn good. Play the thing. Just play, play the, thing. the thing. I'm playing the thing right now. Tetsu right. Pro Wrestling. Xander Lit. Here you go. And here we are. We're here with the uh, owner and spokesperson uh, of Tetsu Championship Wrestling. Uh, Xander, you're the uh, you're the owner, correct? Yes, I, I am going to step it. Tetsu Pro Wrestling. Tetsu. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I was afraid I was going to pronounce pronounce it wrong because I do that a lot. So Tetsu. Me, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah. Ah, all right, Tetsu. And uh, the spokesperson is our dear friend, Raven. Hello, Raven. Hey, friends. So, guys, uh, so we was talking about uh, independent wrestling and how how important independent wrestling is. And this is a – y'all have two new, uh, two new organizations that's popped up in the Northeast. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, sure, yeah. So <clears> – <throat> Uh, they both kind of fall under the same umbrella. Uh, the actual company is called Tetsu Pro Wrestling. Um, but we also perform shows at local comic book, anime, and video game conventions as cosplay championship wrestling. Um, so we, the way I look at it is we have Tetsu Pro Wrestling, which is like our pro wrestling company. And then cosplay championship wrestling is definitely our more sports entertainment style of company. Okay, so... Tetsu, uh, right? I was, I was. Uh, e- uh, Raven emailed me uh, a couple days ago about Tetsu, and it's going to be. And she said the style is going to be a uh, kind of a mix between New Japan and NWA. Is that kind of how 
You yeah, looking at? so I I really enjoy uh, Puroresu in general. So New Japan, All Japan, Noah, all of that. Uh, but I also like the studio wrestling of like the old AWA and NWA. Uh, so when we are launching our larger shows, that's the feel that I want to go with. A lot more storytelling from bell to bell um, as opposed to like the big over-the-top storylines that we get in like the WWE where you stole my girlfriend, so I want your title. Less of that and more. I know AEW beat the phrase into the ground when they launched, but sports-centric. Um, I like the... You have a championship. I want your championship. So we're going to fight for that championship. I prefer storytelling like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I do prefer storytelling like that myself. At being uh, someone that uh, suspends their belief or suspends their disbelief of everything that goes on, any story that you're being told. I mean, you know, any television show, any wrestling show, you have to, I feel like you have to suspend your disbelief. Because if you don't, you're just going to look at it and say, why in the hell am I doing this? So right. you got it. And, and so I want my, whenever I watch a wrestling show, I want my fights to look like a real fight sometimes. And not like, uh, you know, not like Alana wedding, honestly. Um, but yeah, that's awesome, man. That's, I, I you know, that's, uh, that sounds like it'd that's- be right up my alley. That's everything Shane likes in wrestling. Yes. I like <laughs> I like rear chin locks. Right. My my big thing is like I enjoy the gaga and the storylines and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it is supposed to be a sports competition with the goal of winning championships. So I feel like sometimes places lose that idea. And it's fine to like divvy away a little bit. But, like, at the end of the day, it should be a sports competition. Absolutely. It should be a sports competition. It shouldn't be anything else but a sports competition. Uh, what made you want to start up your own company, if you don't mind me asking? Um, so, for me, it started with just the cosplay. Uh, that's actually how it started. Oddly enough, as much as I say I love the sports-centric things, um, it started because... Uh, a, a friend of mine runs a local convention and uh, I had worked for a company in New Jersey that had done cosplay wrestling and I tried to get them to run in Connecticut and for some reason things just didn't connect and it never came through and eventually my friend who runs the Connecticut convention was like why don't you run a show and it started there and it built uh, to be the two companies that I run now um, with a business partner. Uh, but like I said, it is kind of like a lot of things in wrestling. It kind of just fell into my lap <laughs> and I've just been rolling with the punches. Oh, so yeah, it's, that's kind of how it works. It really does. It's kind of how it works. So you've got a big show coming up on uh, August 13th. Am I correct yes. on that? Yeah. Okay. Tell us about your show. Yeah. So, um, it's actually a spot show during a rally against animal abuse and neglect uh, by a local company, a local fundraising company called Bikers Against Animal Cruelty. Uh, it's a it's a very different kind of organization compared to what I've seen when it comes to other animal rights type uh, 
companies and organizations, but I had done wrestling shows in the past for them for my original wrestling school, uh, which is no longer around anymore. So it, it kind of opened a void for someone to go in and run these shows with them and having history with the organization, they were very willing and open to allowing a new company like ours to come and add something to their rally and their uh, experience. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, you know, the fur babies are important because right, I, we're all animal. Lovers. We're all, an, yeah. we're all animal lovers here. Uh, my little dogs, he, he's more over than I am. I ever thought about being. <laughs> Sammy's the best. He really Sammy is. Cam. Yeah. Sammy's, Sammy's the best. He's way, he's way more over than what I ever thought about. Why? Than what I'll ever be. Um, Long-term, though. Long-term, though. I, I want to hear long-term, long-term goals. Short-term, long-term goals for your company. I, that's, that's what I'm That's what I'm interested in. Is you guys going to, you know, you going to have championships? How many champions are you going to have? How many, how many, you know, how much is going to be there to fight for? So with Tattoo Pro, I, I mean, the, the obvious goal is the half dozen or so that bigger companies run our main men's title, a main women's title, a tag team title, maybe a workhorse style championship. Um, we'd like to do a yearly tournament when we start running larger, like when we start running more frequently. Um, the ultimate goal is a permanent location. Um, not necessarily to run a school. Um, I've been a wrestler for about 12 years now, but I don't like calling myself a vet and I don't want to be those, like, I. I don't want to run a school, um, but to have it more of like a dojo or a gym where it's a place where any wrestler can come and just do what they do. Uh, a lot of wrestling schools in general, if they're not, if they're not 12 week camp style uh, and they're year round kind of wrestling schools, like we have, we do have here in Connecticut, they're very, um, you're a student at my school, so you can't go there. Or you're a student over there. Well, we're you can't really come here whenever you want. There's certain times for that. And what I want is to have a place where just anyone can be like, hey, I've got an opponent next week and we've never been in the ring together. Can we come through for an hour or two and just work out? That's what I eventually want for what I do. On top of running, hopefully bi-weekly or monthly shows from that venue while also running three or four large traveling shows throughout the year. And all the while also running our uh, Kineticon, well, not just Kineticon, but our cosplay shows at different conventions around New England. Nice. Nice. I need to get to one of those cosplay shows sometime. They look like a lot of fun. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the cosplay shows. Yeah, so... Um, it, I, I personally never heard of it. So it, it came out of... It, it's something I've, like, penned down in my pads for a while. Um, just, a, like, joke scenarios of the guys I was training with because I've always been a fan of, like, the conventions, uh, the local convention, Kineticon, I've been going to since their first one in 2001. Uh, and I've, I've cosplayed a handful of times and I enjoyed it. And I, I see people and I'm like, oh, that person would look really cool if they dressed as this person and stuff like that. Um, so our shows are very much like 
Um, I compare them a lot to Super Smash Brothers and the new WB game, Multiverses. Yes. In that you get situations of characters that wouldn't normally be in conflict with each other having a conflict. But also the big thing that a lot of people don't think about with these games is they're put on a somewhat level playing field. So like if you look at or even like the Injustice game. There's no reality where Batman is going to beat up Superman in a hand-to-hand fight without a lot of things factoring into it. Oh, don't get but me started. In, but in the Injustice game, it just happens. They're rel- like they're similar strengths. Uh, and the same with like the Super Smash Brothers game. Like Bowser is physically a lot stronger than Princess Peach. But in Super Smash Brothers, Princess Peach can launch Bowser anywhere. So our mindset is if it works within the gimmick of the character, but it also doesn't break the reality of what's going on, we'll allow it in Cosplay Championship Wrestling. So when we have characters with super strength versus characters that don't, we don't have it be such a lopsided thing. We factor it in because obviously characters like Luke Cage would be stronger physically than like the Green Arrow. But it's not going to be a one punch and it's over. Um, So we've been having a lot of fun with things like that. And some of my wrestlers have actually surprised me by incorporating their characters' abilities and gimmicks and powers in ways that I didn't think of. And I actually got a little upset because I didn't think of them first. (laughs) (laughs) I think it looks like so much fun. Yeah, uh, I think a, a great point to that one was the first Kineticon that we did. Me and uh, the Green Lantern were sitting down, and he's like, "I just don't know what to do." I was like, "I don't know, get beat up real good, and then you have to say the oath, and then you have all this power again, and now you can win." And like that hadn't crossed his mind that he could just, you know, say the oath. Oh, it was fantastic! Last year's Kineticon, and once on this year's Kineticon. By the time he finished the oath, the fans were yelling it with him. That's perfect. That's awesome. And like this year, we had um, Black Canary for the first time. And um, I'm very big on with the cosplay shows that I'll give my guys like the finish. And if there's a spot I have in mind, I'll say, hey, if you could just do this spot during your match. Other than that, tell a story and have fun. And I wasn't sure what they were going to do for Black Canary's finish. And what she ended up doing was she did the Canary cry scream and her opponent bent over to cover their ears and she hit the Arn Anderson DDT. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Why didn't I think of that? (laughs) That's great. And like it led to she had a match with the Green Arrow because over the weekend Green Arrow had turned heel on Canary. Such a piece and when of she shit. when she went to scream, he throat chopped her. <gasps> nice. No. So then, for the rest of the match, she couldn't get the scream until the end. That goddamn Green Arrow is a piece of shit. Oh man, I he so I did the filming. I I was <laughs> the the hand cam for Kineticon this year, and the fans clipped the microphone on my phone with how loud they were booing when Arrow turned on Canary. Such an asshole. 
And it was like, what was great was he didn't, he didn't telegraph it. Like they lost their match. They hugged it out. She went up to the top, like to the middle rope and like cheered for the crowd and the crowd was cheering for her. And he wasn't waiting for her to get down. He wasn't even looking at her. And then when he heard her two feet hit the ground, he turned really quick and just boom, Dolph Ziggler style super kick. Oh, wow. You said no the magic one, words for Jenny. Yeah. No yeah, one did. saw it coming. Like, and the booze instant. Like, goosebumps instant. It was fantastic. The crowd was so loud in that moment. Like, it's a giant convention hall, and you could hear, like, nothing but people booing this man. Yes. I say, that's impressive, because yeah. those convention halls are massive and just wide open. Yes, and we were, this year, we were a third of the room that we were in. Um, we had probably 250 seats, and we had standing room only for every show. That's that's, that, that's a that's amazing. That's 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 awesome. And to get especially that, for being at a convention, yeah, like, there's yes. plenty of other things to do, but people chose to spend that two hour block with us. And right. they, and, and they we were, were right invested. next to we were right next to the council gaming, which I was like, I'm sure they're gonna take most of everything. And they were kind of bare bones, especially Friday and Sunday. And and you had the crowd invested too. That's the thing. And it, with just cosplay wrestling, you you telling a great story, having a crowd invested. And I think yeah. that's yeah. And uh, that's a lot. A lot of a lot of independent wrestling, they don't in, invest a crowd. They don't want to get the crowd invested. They just want to work from one move to the other. And I still think that even though you're on a indie show and you might be working in front of fifty people, you still have to tell that story. You just can't go from one move to another. Yeah. And we did so last year we had a, a storyline throughout the weekend where <clears throat> little Mac from Punch Out surprise roll up on Kingpin on Friday night. Uh, so Kingpin from like Spider Man and Daredevil and stuff like that. So just a quick surprise roll up, one, two, three, gets the pin. Kingpin spent the rest of the weekend trying to make little Mac's life hell. <laughs> And it led it led to we thought we were gonna get Kingpin versus Little Mac Saturday night in a rematch and Kingpin didn't come out. Instead Deathstroke came out. Oh wow. And Kingpin had hired Deathstroke to do the business. Um Little Mac was about to win, Kingpin came out to interfere. Little Mac still ended up getting the win, but then challenged uh them to a tag team match for Sunday. Because we ran uh, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. And the main event for Sunday afternoon was Little Mac and Luke Cage versus Kingpin and Deathstroke. And everyone was so excited because Little Mac was finally going to get his hands on Kingpin. And Kingpin walked out on his partner. That's a total Kingpin thing. Kingpin move to do. <laughs> That's a Kingpin so, move right there. Flash forward to this year. We crowned our first champion, uh, which we call the Multiversal Championship, because we figure if our wrestlers are going to cosplay, our championships t should too. So the title is just, it's the, the WWE title because it's the blue one, but it's our logo in it instead of the WWE logo. Mm -hmm. um, we had a four-man tournament. 
on Saturday afternoon and the winners of the two matches would main event Saturday night to crown our first champion. And it ended up being little Mac versus Kingpin in the main event Saturday night. And there were people that were there that had been there last year and appreciated that that little Mac was finally getting his hands on Kingpin. That's, that's great. When you've got that kind of continuity and storytelling and people remember it, that's what you want, man. That's what you, you yeah. want people to remember that. that. And that's, that's cool, man. That's, that, that gives me goosebumps. It really does. It really does. Yeah, I love it. And like, so our, our storyline, our big storyline for this past week, like uh, for Kineticon, this past set of shows was actually the introduction of Wario and Waluigi. Because last year we had Mario and Luigi. Um, so this year we introduced Wario and Waluigi. And I wasn't sure about these two guys. Like I'd known the guy who plays Wario, who is Richard E. Stone Esquire here in Connecticut. And he's awesome. Uh, but he's definitely a character wrestler. Um, like his character is a lawyer for a small hip hop group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like he's got his spots. He was doing mostly managing. And he would always do the same spot every show where he would throw a kick at the baby face and the baby face would go to tip him back and he would do the backflip and land on his feet. And then usually the baby face would take his head off of the clothesline and the crowd would pop. But I brought him in as Wario almost to do the same thing. Uh, And then I also got this guy out of Philadelphia, Sonny Defarge as Waluigi. And I had never met this guy before. So I was like, he's got the look, but I'm not sure how he is in ring. Like I'd seen a couple of matches here and there. Um, but I mean, indie wrestling in general, when it comes to putting content online, it's really not dependable. Um, which is another thing that I'll be, I want to focus on with my company is making sure content is readily available to the fans. Um, but the, these two guys as warrior and Waluigi were so fantastic that I ended up, I wasn't sure what to do as our main event Sunday. I made the main event Sunday Little Mac defending the title for the first time against Wario. And I made Wario undefeated throughout the weekend to build to this. And, and they, I got to tell you, those two guys were so good. So good. All weekend, like, I believed that they were who they were supposed to be. A hundred percent. They believed they were who they were supposed to be. <laughs> I mean, that's what you want. Yeah. And so, like, we do every year we're going to be doing a um, a Super Smash Brothers match where it's all characters that are in the Super Smash Brothers games. That's I, I love that. So this year, our Super Smash Brothers match was Link, Ryu from Street Fighter, Terry from uh, King of Fighters, Luigi and Wario. And I told the guys, I was like, look. I don't care the order of elimination. It has to come down to Wario and Luigi. And while Luigi hadn't been introduced to the crowd yet, I was like, while Luigi is going to sneak out and cost Luigi the match. Other than that, I don't care. Do whatever you want. (laughs) So like I said before, I was filming. So I'm sitting there with the camera. I don't know what's going to happen. And uh, Ryu hits Terry with a Hadouken and he's about to pin him. And Wario grabs Ryu, throws him out of the ring, and pins Terry. I'm like, all right, it's clever. Wario stole the pin. 
so then Link lays out Ryu, and Wario throws Link out and pins Ryu. And in my head, I'm like, he's going to steal every pin. He is going to pin every person in this match. And that's exactly what he did. He pinned every single person in the match. And that's when I was like, that's Sunday's main event. It has to be because of this. Well, that's a warrior thing. That's a warrior Wario thing he would do, though. That he would try to steal everything. That's exactly just playing a character up. That's exactly what would happen. That Waluigi was so mad that he wasn't in Smash Brothers. Yes. (laughs) When he was sneaking out to the ring, someone in the crowd was like, "You don't even go here." I love when people get that reaction. Yeah. And then um, the only loss that these, like between these two, Waluigi lost to Luigi on Saturday because Wario wasn't there. So we're going to be using this to build a storyline when we crown our tag team champions that will probably be Wario and Waluigi versus Mario and Luigi. Oh, that's perfect. And Luigi came out and said, he called out. Waluigi and Wario for a tag match and he said Waluigi is just mad because he's a number four he's a player four and he couldn't be a player two like me yes and I'm like oh oh man yes I applaud that that's a good line that's a good line like our link was great uh all he said was (laughs) yeah Um, he did a spot where he threw a cuckoo bird at everyone during the Super Smash Brothers match. Where did he get a cuckoo bird from? It was under the ring. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, where they come from. Right. Oh, they you just know, come from where, under the ring. Where every wrestling company keeps every foreign object for no reason. <laughs> you why mean that's not seven... where you keep your chickens in real life under the but ring? Why no. are there seven kendo sticks under the ring? Always. Why? Storage hard to come by sometimes. Yeah, sometimes yeah. sometimes somebody might need a kendo stick for something. Right. And we're in Connecticut where Justin Credible lives, so there's a kendo stick under every table in the state. Legitimately, I'm sitting at a table right now and I can see one. There's one under my desk. Well, not under by next to my desk. But yeah, I've got one too. Where in your house do you have a kendo stick? What? I don't remember seeing this kendo stick. It's in the downstairs bathroom. I'm not joking. It really is. Okay, I'm gonna have to look for this next time I'm out there because I do not remember there being a kendo stick in your downstairs bathroom. Have you used the kendo stick? That's that's the real question. Does anyone probably buy a kendo stick for no reason? I mean, they're not for decoration; they're for beating. Yeah. Remind me not to come to Connecticut. <laughs> it's a danger zone. It'd be about you the head and neck. That that kendo stick was in there. Maybe she would have felt safe sleeping downstairs with the windows. That's true. Oh. Raven, I just realized I don't think I ever told you. Tell me more. We have uh, the mask. Do we? Yeah. And it's one Mr. Len Oddity. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough one because he lives in Texas now. But whenever true. he's in Connecticut or in the area and we have a show... He will be the mask. And he's already promised he will be both the movie and the comic book mask over the world. Oh, that's you're talking like Jim Carrey the mask? Yes. Yes, we are. That is, there is not a more perfect person for that character. Yep. He like, I I texted him about it and I sent him a picture. He was like, do I have to buy, do I have to buy like 
the hat and the shakos and the shirt. I was like, why would you not come out to Cuban Pete? Why would you come out to anything else? You have to. But he also wants to do the comic book accurate ultraviolet mask as well. And I'm like, yeah, duh. Please do both. Right? Uh, for those who don't know who Len Oddity is, he is a wrestler who also does sideshow performances uh, involving like putting DeWalt drills through his nose and stapling $20 bills to his forehead. Yeah. Um, hanging weights from his nipple piercings. Sounds like pain. Uh, yeah, he's a riot. He's, he's yeah, he's one of the most wholesome people I've ever met, while also being absolutely insane. Um, I love that man to death. Uh, I, when I got into wrestling, I became a character who painted his face because of two people. Uh, one was Len Oddity, the other was actually Raven's husband. Uh, but Len was a huge inspiration of mine when I first got into wrestling. He's a nice boy. Yep. So I want, I want to touch on the uh, you, you touch on the, the the do you want to have a like a studio to work out of or you know for yeah. people to come through? Uh, we recently did an interview with Dustin Star Memphis Championship Wrestling and he was talking about their wrestle center and their building and how they do TV out of there every week. Could that be a possibility that you do YouTube out of out of your place if you once once you find like a gym or something? Just yes. Do YouTube every week? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, I actually, I have a concept for a show. Um, it's a show, it's a format that my school did when I first, like when I was training uh, before my school closed. Uh, we called it the Friday Night Fights. Every Friday, ma every Friday night, it was five matches for $5. And what we did was at the beginning of the night, all 10 wrestlers came out to the ring and stood at ringside our on-screen general manager would pull two numbers from a hat and those two numbers would have a match right then and there in front of the crowd. Oh, nice. And we, they were doing the winners from each week would return the next week. So we'd have five returning guys from the previous week and then five potentially new guys. Okay. And I we love, had that's a great concept. We had a whole bunch of people rotating through, um, we had Fox Vineyard and Leo Rush right after they participated in the Ring of Honor uh, Top Prospect Tournament. We had uh, Sunny Kiss. And this was, God, this had to have been five or six years ago now when we had Sunny. Um, Definitely we had, before AEW was a oh, thing. Oh, well, well before AEW. Um, we had, this was, so this was before Lucha Underground. Yeah. Yeah, this was right. PWA like, was still a thing. Right. This was right before Lucha Underground. Um, we got this guy, Uriah Balor, who had a WWE tryout the week before. Um, our longstanding uh, guy that was almost every show because he sold the most tickets for us was uh, the Wrecking Ball Ligurski, who's in NWA now. Uh, he's actually a guy that I broke into the business with and even know him from beforehand. We used to work at the same pizza restaurant. That's cool. And I just routinely tell him to drink more water because he's always dehydrated. Damn always. it, Spencer, drink more water. Always dehydrated. But I've also seen him tear down an 18-inch pizza by himself. <laughs> that man is a wrecking ball. Yes. I was However, the... I think I did beat him in a mac and cheese eating contest once. 
mean you do like your mac and cheese. I this, love uh, mac and cheese. That's my problem. I also love mac and cheese, but now I can't have mac. There are places I'll give you uh, directions to that do gluten-free mac and cheese. Okay. I hope it doesn't taste like sadness. Nope. Tastes like happiness. <laughs> A lot of gluten-free things taste like sadness. That, that they, do. Yeah, they do. You're not wrong. <laughs> they do. Tastes very much like sadness. That's why I don't eat gluten-free. Sadness and cardboard. Yeah, our... Um, our Friday night fight format, I want to call random select because I am a nerd. And I think that's a great name for that format. Absolutely. Italy. It reminds yeah. me, it reminds me of the old battle bowl days back in uh, the old WCW. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of is a battle bowl. And you know, all those guys, if they won their tag team match. They'd go on to fight in a battle Royal at the end of the night. That's mm-hmm. what that reminds me of. I think it's a really cool concept. I like yeah, that concept. And like a lot. we we would do it got so popular so like the our school could only seat like 50 or 60 people if that if that and we were turning people away on some nights. And like once a month we would do a tag team night and like at that time I was almost exclusively a tag team wrestler. Um so like tag team night was my night. I love tag team wrestling to begin with. But also, I was one half of the tag team champions at the time. So tag team night was all about us. Um, and I loved every second of it. Was this at the second building, or was this still a New Haven building? Uh, this was Cheshire, so the second building. Okay. That was a much nicer venue. It was. It was, a re- it was a really nice spot. But the New Haven venue was right down the road from Sally's. Right. Mm-hmm. So the New Haven venue could seat like 18 people at best <laughs> at best. The only yeah, thing, right the, the, the best thing about the New Haven venue though, was in the building was a shirt, a t-shirt printing company. Yep. So a lot of us got our merch shirts printed right next door. That's Many of the guys literally walked out the front door of the building, walked one door down and into the t-shirt place and said, hi, do this for me. Yep. I was one of them. That's how that's how uh, my tag team's first shirt was put out. It was put out by them. That's very convenient. Though. Yeah, that's really can't, convenient. You can't beat that. Yeah. And only in pro wrestling would that happen. Definitely. Yeah, I only mean, in pro wrestling. There's so many. There's so many only in pro wrestling things. <laughs> like the like like the 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 uh, organization that we're working with, Bikers Against Animal Cruelty. They they put out these videos, and this guy looks like a bald Jim the Anvil Neidhart. And you're like, okay, he's going to give me instructions on how to decompose a body. And he's <laughs> like, no, you need to make sure when you buy your six-pack can of beer that you cut all the little plastic rings so we don't kill the turtles. And I'm like, sir, who even are you? <laughs> what even are you? I have been doing that since I was a little kid because that's what the Ninja Turtles taught me to do on TV. Right, but this guy, he's like, 5'8", like 235, bald. He's got like a three-foot-long beard, big biker vest, and he's like, now we need to protect the deer in the woods. Hey, those bikers can be some of the biggest softies out there. Oh, they are. And they are especially, with the especially with the BAAC, they're super-duper softies. I love those guys to death. Yeah, they're always doing great stuff around here. That happen around here, too, yeah. Now, at that show, at the show you're having on August 13th, of who are you going to have out there? Who, 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 who's going to be the draw for get people to come out and watch you? So uh, our main event is two local guys to North Haven, actually. Um, 
it's going to be it's funny because their their gimmicks are relatively similar and they argue about it all the time. Uh, we have the Troy Stevens versus the guy Jack Dalton. Um, I we posted a picture of them on all of our social medias and people thought we announced a tag team. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But so the Troy Stevens is, he was originally trained by Brian Fury in Massachusetts, the same trainer. He actually trained with, uh, I almost called her Mercedes uh, with Sasha Banks at the beginning of her career as well. Uh, He became the assistant trainer at my school. So he helped train me and, uh, Jack Dalton was originally trained by Paul Roma and Mario Mancini. And then he went and did a camp at Flatbacks. Oh, nice. Hey, we, know those guys. Yeah, we know those guys. So he's, yeah. he's a dilly boy. That's not a bad place to get trained. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not at all. So yeah, that's they, our, they, our they main know what event. they're doing down there. Uh, the other match that we announced is Elijah six, who is a member of the firm which um, is represented by Richard E. Stone Esquire uh, versus a Massachusetts local named Jiggy Sosa. That's going to be our more X division, like, I don't want to say spot fest, but like if you're going to see some cool flashy spots, that's that's the match you're going to want to see. That's going to be the flippy-doos. Yep, that's going to be the flippy-doos. All right. Uh, <laughs> Elijah you got to have a little flippy-do on a show. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, Elijah to, yeah. Six was actually our Luigi for CCW. Oh, nice. He's he's a lot of fun. He was actually voted uh, the favorite wrestler by a few of the uh, AEW wrestlers that were at the convention a few weekends ago. That's a pretty good accolade right there. Yeah. I uh, tried my best not to completely freak out talking to those guys, but I mean, I'm a huge fan of Big Andy the Butcher, so... You gotta, you, you, you can still nerd out. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, wrong with Mark I was out. a fan of his because of the band he was in. I was a huge Every Time I Die fan. So then I found out he also wrestled, and I was like, oh, this guy gets better by the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could go, I could go on about Big Andy for, for hours. I, He's I, one of the nicest human beings. I, mean, I love Big Andy in the room. Just, just ever since I seen the first time I seen Butcher. I'm like, I like that guy. He looks like a pro wrestler. He looks like yes. a tough guy. He looks Limit- like a fighter. Limitless Wrestling just shared, they do a like a move of the day on their social medias. And they did the butcher. He had, um, I can't remember what his name is in WWE. Uh, Christian Casanova. Uh, he's the he's the NXT North American champion now. Oh, uh, the... Now, now I'm drawing them blank now. Mello? Mello. Yeah, Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes, so, yeah. yeah. So I've known, I know him from him being on the indies up here, so I know him as Christian Casanova. Uh, but he had Mello in a Texas cloverleaf, stood up straight, pulled him from behind him through his legs, powerbombed him, and then floated over back into the Texas cloverleaf. Beautiful. Wow. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he quit before you did that. <laughs> Like at this point, it's like the Simpsons thing. The stop, he's dead already. Yeah, we're big, big Andy fans around here. Yeah. He's the man. Yeah, Raven Raven had actually told me that uh, Andy was at your convention and, and got, got to talk to Andy a little bit. And I was like, hey, you could have FaceTimed my brother. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at the convention, we had The Butcher of the Blade, Penelope Ford, and Kip Sabian. 
and all four of them sat in the back row, watched our entire Friday show, and then they were in and out on the other three shows throughout the weekend because they were doing their own signings. Uh, but they actually moved their spot on the floor so that way even when they were doing their signings, they could see us. Oh, nice. I think my favorite was probably Saturday morning. Oh, when they just popped up in the locker room while when I was they talking just, to everybody? I'm like, there's four random people walking into my locker room, and I'm like, wait, wait a fucking second. Who do you think you are? And I was like, oh, by all means, sir, just go right yeah. ahead. You can Don't do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was talking to the guys, and I was going over the card, and then all of a sudden this gigantic hand just drops on my shoulder. And I look at the hand, and then I hear... Hey, buddy. And I look up and it's Andy. <laughs> I'm like, geez, because like he's like Buffalo area and I'm I'm uh, I'm Canadian. So he's got a lot of Canadian mannerisms because he's so close to the border. So he was just like, hey, buddy. And I was like, oh, man. Hey, Andy. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> hey, you'd hate to be a, you'd hate to have big Andy mad at you. Oh, I couldn't imagine it. Oh, God. It'd be also, a bad day I mean, for you. It, having a conversation with him, I also couldn't imagine him, imagine him being mad. He's like, right, when yeah. you hear him talk, he's like super nice. Very like here, like you would think he lived in Nova Scotia. He's just a super, just like, oh, hey, how you doing? Yeah, that's swell. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the best things about having them at the convention and like us expecting nothing from them because you know, they're big time. Oh, and they gave us so much. They gave us so much. They came over, they gave their opinions on everything. They gave people pointers on matches. They told us what they thought worked and what didn't work. And they didn't have to do any of that. None of it. Kip Sabian threatened to fight one of our guys. <laughs> That's true. He did. <laughs> so we debuted Spider-Man, the Miles Morales Spider-Man on Friday. And uh, he had to leave as soon as the match was over. He had to work his shoot job. So I was talking to Kip after the first show, and he's like, that Miles Morales was so great. He was perfect. He did everything fantastically. He did the talking, the spots. It was so much fun. I was so invested. Spider-Man's my favorite character. I loved him. And I was like, he told me he's never seen any form of media with, with Miles Morales in it. And Kip was wow. like, where is he? I will fight him right now. <laughs> <laughs> and th this kid was perfect. Uh, on Monday, we will be uploading his debut to our, uh, to our YouTube page, which it is a Cosplay Championship Wrestling show, but all of our YouTube will be from Tetsu Pro Wrestling just because the whole like Google, like Gmail accounts and stuff like that, yeah. the YouTube would be too complex compared to the others. All of our other social medias are separate, but the YouTube is going to be under the same banner. Um, but we'll be uploading the Miles Morales Spider-Man versus Craven the Hunter from our Friday night show on Monday. Oh, nice. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it was, that. It was a lot of fun. Um, our Craven was also a debut. He's a local guy uh, to Rhode Island, Stephen Lust. And they just had a lot of fun. Uh, they went, there was a, I want to say it was the, I almost said new 52, <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate, uh, Spider-Man version of Craven was very, was very like not well-spoken and very animalistic. So this is the approach he took. 
So he was a very aggressive, animalistic, almost like um, Rusev kind of aggression. And then to have the Miles Morales Spider-Man who came out to the ring and didn't know the rules of being in the match or the rules of being a superhero. So it was like asking the referee for advice (laughs) (laughs) and like offering a handshake. And he's like, hey, we can talk about this. It doesn't have to be a fight. And he like, Craven swings at him, so he ducks. He goes, whoa, no, 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 we don't have to. We can talk. And he's like, oh, it looks like you don't want to talk. And then they went into all their stuff. It was a lot of fun. That does sound like a lot of fun. I can't wait to watch that. That will definitely yeah. be checking that out on Absolutely. Monday. So we also have a handful of matches from last year. Um, I, I want to say it was more than six, but I want to double check that before I tell you that we had ten matches on there. Uh, let's see. It might be more around 10 because I was checking it out earlier today. Okay. Uh, we have eight. Eight matches on there. Eight. Okay, yeah. Um, of, even our... So our... Um, our Super Smash Brothers match last year was Ryu, Mario, Little Mac, and Terry. That's up there. Um, whenever somebody asks me like the best way to show what CCW is... I'll either send them that match or I will send them uh, Love and Thunder versus TMK. Uh, Love and Thunder is Deadpool and Depressed Thor. (laughs) (laughs) Depressed Thor was the highlight of last year for me. Oh, absolutely fantastic. And they faced TMK, which TMK is the Mushroom Kingdom, Mario and Luigi. Um, Mario and Luigi last year were heels. Because everything they've ever done, they were the best at. Video games, fighting games, movies. Um, I have a I have a promo film somewhere where they said they'd put out the best movie. And someone was like, you sure about that? And Luigi looked at the camera and was like, we made a bad movie just to prove we could. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are great. And they were going to continue to be heels. But our Mario dislocated his elbow a couple weeks ago. Oof. So what we were going to do is we were going to have Mario and Luigi bullying Waluigi for not being in Smash and having Wario make the save, and we would switch roles and have Wario and Waluigi be baby faces. Um, and then uh, Wario sent me a picture of his costume, and I was like, "No, you guys are heels. <laughs> you guys, you guys are too good." It could be no other way. No other way. Especially because, so during the Super Smash Brothers match, every time Wario stole the pin, he went, I'm a gonna pin. <laughs> every time. <laughs> oh, Jeez. They were so good. And like, uh, when Wario called out Little Mac, he called Little Mac the shortest guy on the roster. But our Little Mac is an inch and a half taller than Wario. <laughs> And, like, when he comes out, someone in the crowd always boos him. He goes, boo me? Boo you. (laughs) I'm like, you guys guys print money. Oh, they do. That's awesome. I I can't wait to put put eyes on this. I I, I really can't. I'm I'm very interested in it now. I'm desperately trying to to push a Mario Kart match next year. Oh, it's going to – if not – it's going to happen at some point. Uh, Even if we, at the very least, have – Mario Kart entrances for the tag team title match. Yeah, because so far it sounds like Wario wants to ride in a shopping cart while Waluigi pushes him around. Yes, 
The uh, so another thing that was fantastic about them was they both walk awkwardly in different ways. So Waluigi wore bell bottoms and would swing his legs out to the side while he was walking. <laughs> oh man. So Wario crouched a little bit and like walked like waddled. He was ma- yeah, he waddled. Like he was made of paper and he couldn't move forward. So he just bobbed back and forth. <laughs> and it like like, like a penguin. See, right. And like you can see like the way my head is moving right now, his whole body was like that. Oh, like, you guys are wonderful. I love everything you guys do. Oh man. So I would like to see a Dead by Daylight battle royal. That's my suggestion I'm throwing out there. A Dead by that Daylight. Would be fun. Yeah, that would be so, all right. We we do have a guy who wants to be Jason Voorhees, um, but I mean with him it, it was a little tough because it's like that's a character where if I booked him I would have to book him against another horror character. Like I mean, what if we turned him into NES Jason? Purple suit Jason. Mm. Like oh, what was the game? What was that? Uh, Slaughterhouse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because at first I was like, yeah, we could treat him like Kane. Like, like 97, like 98 Kane. But like. Like NES Jason, like, could be a total joke or he could be for real, depending on how low your, uh, your life bar is. Right. And so like the, that's another thing I like about a lot of the characters that we have. So like our depressed Thor was only depressed Thor last year. Um, they did. Um, he wrestled. He wrestled Dokken, the son of Wolverine last year. And they did the orange Cassidy Jarvis cotton belly spot <laughs> where they rocked Thor to sleep. Oh no. And like went to pin him and one, two, but last year it was made funnier because last year we had uh, rhythm games next to us. So we had Dance Dance Revolution and Rock Band and I stuff was like watching that. people do the Dance Dance Revolution in the background of some of your videos today. I thought it yeah. was really funny. So like that made it hard for Thor to stay asleep because there were people playing Rock Band like 20 feet away. And then this year um, we had Depressed Thor again on Friday but he's wrestled Luke Cage and it was a match of just Luke Cage trying to convince Thor, like try to get Thor to get his confidence back. So he was more like the beginning of love and thunder Thor where he, he wasn't sure of himself and he was still having issues with the ax because the hammer was around. Um, and then as the weekend progressed, he became love and thunder Thor, including he had a match with master Roshi from dragon ball Z and he like the guy who played master Roshi does a spot where he pretends to dive. And when you duck, he just slides out of the ring. And when you look up, boom, punches you right in the face. So he hits Thor and Thor goes, that was wonderful. It's like a family reunion. Do it again. <laughs> and it was like a huge thing. And I don't want to spoil the end of that match, but me as the cameraman was involved in the finish of that match. Oh, and the finish is so good. Especially shame, you'll love it if you think back to that time that 
John Moxley got to fight Yano. Uh-huh. In the G1. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Think about that next time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the, mo- the moment I put that match together, I sent them both the highlights of that match. I was like, here. Do this. <laughs> so uh, we had last year, speaking of Yano, last year we had a Deadpool, um, a wrestler, Insane Dick Lane out of Rhode Island. And he was a really good Deadpool. Um, but I, he retired uh, between shows. Uh, he, he's got a little one at home now, and there's like health concerns and stuff like that. So he's staying home to focus on the family. Totally appreciate that. No problems. Um, I was originally wrestling, going to wrestle at Static Shock from DC Comics. Uh, but last year, I spent so much time preparing the show. I didn't spend any time preparing to wrestle. So I didn't. Uh, so Which I turned haven't... into me saying, how about yeah. shut up and run the show? And we'll get you in there next time. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like, I appreciate Carol to no end for being there because if she didn't say that, I would have done. I would have wrestled and either embarrassed myself or hurt myself. Probably both. <laughs> uh, but when I do make it back to the ring, I will be doing Deadpool going forward. And if uh, Dick Lane does come back to wrestling, we're going to do the. Uh, the Sin Cara, uh, oh, Azul yeah. Sin Cara Black. Yeah. And we're definitely going to do the Spider-Man pointing. Yes. I will yes. be the evil Deadpool going forward. But I've decided with this Deadpool as a baby face, I will be current day Yano. And as a heel, I will be great bash heel Yano. That, that's that's a good, so that's a good compare. That, that would be a good, good style to follow with, with Deadpool character be Yano because Yano does he's tricky and he cheats all the time. Sneaky style. It's sneaky style, yeah. It's the king of sneaky style. <laughs> yeah. And that was insulting because I would call I, I would call Rocky the king. Rocky is the king. He has a shirt about it. Yep, I love Rocky Romero. He calls me Black Trent. <laughs> <laughs> I tried out for Evolve years ago, and RPG Vice was there. RPG Vice faced um, Tony Nese and his tag partner. I can't remember who his tag partner was, but um, Trent's mom got involved in the match. That happens a lot. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. She's she's over. Trent's got to have his mama doing all his fighting for him. Hey, I mean, if she wins matches, do it up. <sighs> yeah, he called me. He called me Black Trent that whole day. It's perfect. It oh, makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah, because we're so like I had long dreadlocks at the time. I'm six two, relatively slender. Trent and I have similar build. I mean, he's got a lot more abs than I can find, but I mean, our silhouettes are similar. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, huh, you remind me of my partner. I'm going to call you Black Trent. I was like, hey, you can't hate that, though. You can't hate that, though. I just heard that in Rocky's voice. Yeah, I'm going to call you Black Trent. You can't hate that, In my head, I was like, we're the Rock and Kevin Hart now. We're best friends. Uh, Absolutely. That's how you got to look at it. I did the same thing with uh, Kip Sabian. Like, when he – I have a picture of him just, like, standing behind my wife talking to people. And I was like, we're best friends now. 
He's hanging out at my booth. We're the best. That is one well-dressed gentleman. So well-dressed. He's British. He's so very pretty. So pretty. It was hard to talk to him. Got to distract by the pretty. He is... uh... Is the guy right now? Uh, is he still hurt? How's his How's his wrist? Since you guys seen him, how's his wrist? Because nobody so knows anything. I mean, he's... he signed eight thousand autographs, so yeah. Okay, so maybe pretty good. Then. <laughs> I think they're still looking for like his spot. Yes, I agree. Because it, it's tough, and like I love the gimmick, but like that's gonna be his in-ring return with that gimmick has to be perfect, or it's gonna sink. Well, I mean, so Patrick and I were at the All Out Fan Fest last year when The Box debuted. Yeah. Like, that was the first time anyone saw him wearing the box on his head, and he was doing the the, uh, underrated, over over it, it, all that stuff. So that's almost a year ago now. I would like to think that he's mostly or all the way healed, and it's just a matter of finding the right time to sneak him back in. Right. And, because like where do you put him? That that's right. the tough maybe that's the tough thing. Maybe you put him uh, with the jungle boy after Jungle Boy gets through with Christian. I don't like I would almost put him with the Dark Order. Hmm. With the like with how the character is now. Yeah. I would almost put him with the Dark Order. Okay. And like it, it's a shame because it would have been perfect if Alan Angels was still around because Kip and Alex would make a fantastic tag team for the Dark Order. Oh yeah. Or you know a trio. A trio. Yeah. Put them with the Beaver Boys. <laughs> oh, I I want the Beaver Boys in CCW so bad. I want John Silver to be Krillin and Alex Reynolds to be Yamcha. Like, I have told every New York person that I know, because if I keep saying it, it's going to happen. It'll get around to them eventually. Right. Right. Because our <laughs> even our Master Roshi is a New York guy, uh, Mr. James. And, like, I would put the three of them together in a heartbeat as the Kame House. Which, Master Roshi probably had the biggest fan react. Like, I was going to from- say, he is probably the most over this weekend. Aside from when Canary beat Green Arrow Sunday, the biggest reactions of the week were the uh, Little Mac winning the title and every Master Roshi entrance. Yeah, the crowd lost their minds for him. Lost their minds. And like when he wrestled Thor, it was so fantastic because he used the Kamehameha wave on Thor's axe. It was fantastic. Poor Stormbreaker. Speaking of Thor, touching back on last year, super depressed Thor, who wandered the convention halls in his uh, bathrobe and dirty t-shirt and sweatpants, finding every Loki available and just yelling, Loki, brother, and running up to them and harassing them. Every single one. (laughs) Every single one. Including there was a... uh... A very a, a chesty lady, who decided who was Loki, and he ran up to him, brother, sister, you look different. 
that's why I love going to conventions is oh, man. watching so people be in characters of people they're cosplaying as. So like, to what I was saying with, uh, and you might've seen it in the, the, the tag match with Thor. He calls for storm. Like he calls for either the hammer or the ax throughout the whole weekend. And it never comes. And then Sunday we had Stormbreaker. So we're like, okay, we're going to have Kickass, who is Raven's husband. We're going to have him run in with Stormbreaker when Thor calls for it. There was a guy in the crowd who was dressed as Deadpool, dressed as Freddie Mercury. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> also had Molnir, like the hammer, Molnir. Completely unprovoked, unscripted, he runs up with the hammer and hands it to Thor. Thor used the hammer and the axe in the finish of the match. Completely unscripted. Like, we had no idea this guy was going to do that. And he just did it. Gotta love it. Gotta he love was it. back that's, again this year. He was thing. great. Yeah, he was back this year. Uh, that's a, that's another thing I love about the conventions. And, like, the CCW shows in general, like, to what you were saying, people getting invested. This guy was so invested, he participated. That's, that's it's all, what it's all about. That's what pro wrestling is about, get people invested and getting people coming back. That's what it's all about. Uh, you guys, give us your uh, give us your socials. Yeah, so um, my social on everything is Xanderlit. X-A-N-D-E-R-L-I-T-T. Um, I made sure to go out of my way to make sure everything is the same. Um, I did the same thing with Tetsu Pro on all social medias. It's Tetsu Pro 21. Um, on Cosplay Championship, it was a little harder because Twitter and like the length of usernames you can have. Um, on Instagram and TikTok, we are Cosplay Championship. And on Twitter, we are Cosplay CW. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you for your time. These, these stories, I, I love this. I, I love hearing wrestling stories. And I'm definitely going to check out Cosplay Championship Wrestling. Guys, thank you for your time. Yeah, I'm definitely going to plan a trip out there now around yeah. one of your events because I want to see this in person. Definitely. Yes, please. So, yeah, if you follow us on socials, we'll be posting everything. Um, Tetsu Pro, while we do have our, uh, I'm calling it an introductory event on August 13th, um, it's going to be kind of like a soft open. Uh, our real launch is going to be uh, late October, early November, still working on the exact date. Um, but that's going to be our major launch for the company. Um, with Tetsu Pro, one of the things, while it is like while we do want to be sports centric, it is also a pro wrestling company, so we are a little uh, gimmicky. Um, our thing is going to be that four sides isn't enough to contain our action because we use a six sided professional wrestling ring. Nice. That's also, I, I wanted to comment on that. I like that you've got the six sided ring. It's real stiff. <laughs> it's hurdy. <laughs> It's real hurt. Like it's it's the Ryback of wrestling rings. It's just real hurty. Oh. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. Because you feel so like with a regular ring, everything is perpendicular. Everything is perpendicular, but with a six-sided ring, things are intersecting at diagonal angles. So there's a lot less bowing. And each side is only 12 feet, so the ropes for each side are only 10 feet. So there's a lot more tension because it's a shorter rope. So even even hitting the ropes hurts a lot more than a four-sided ring. Um, I've only been in one ring stiffer than mine, and it was the New Japan LA Dojo ring. 
which uh, a guy passed out after hitting it three times. Ooh. Yeah, that 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 ring that ring on TV. Whenever you see it on New Japan Strong, that 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 ring is just stiff. Yeah, so that's it's very that's stiff. The ring, the the one for New Japan Strong for like the normal every every week taping. That's the ring that I trained in when I was at the LA Dojo. Ooh. Um, another big thing with the LA, like with the new Japan in general is screaming. Uh, they love screaming. I know what it, it, what it actually does is it, it's for cardio because you're screaming and like you're, you're forcing your lungs to work awkwardly while you're working. So that way when you're not screaming, your, your lungs are a lot more used to it. But what we had to do is we had to roll from the corner to the center, scream, take a bump, stand up, scream, take a bump, stand up, scream, take a bump, then get out of the ring. And like the third guy to do it, he went to get out of the ring and he looked a little woozy and he just missed the middle rope entirely and just fell out of the ring. Oh. Yeah, I could do, honestly, I could do a whole podcast on the week that I spent training with Shibata because it was the worst thing I ever did to my body in my life. <laughs> Could I have you back to tell that story, sir? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. I would love to hear that story. I would love yeah, to hear spending, that entire experience. Spending the week there was fantastic. From everything we did in the ring to even just like hanging out in the hotel with the guys that I went with. Uh, it was an adventure. Uh, we went right when New Japan first announced that they were having Young Lions in America. So, um, Carl Fredericks, um, Alex Connors and Clark Connors had just agreed to spend like to live in LA. So I got to see them at the beginning, like Clark had super short hair and he was a timid guy. Uh, but he was like, he was always the captain of the LA dojo. He spoke the most Japanese out of anyone there aside from obviously Shibata. Um, but it was, it, it was awesome. I will share one thing. Um, when I was there, they were trying to show us a different way of doing a, a three-quarter roll. And Shibata was having a hard time explaining it in English because he doesn't speak English. Um, so he tried to get in the ring to show us. He put one knee on the apron and grabbed the middle rope. And there was a doctor on the far end of the room. <laughs> who like perked his head up like a like a meerkat it was like just shook his head no and it was like the saddest thing i ever saw because he just because like at, at that point he was they were like he'll never be cleared to wrestle because of the brain bleed and the stroke and everything um so seeing him cleared now and seeing him do things um I'm literally watching it live at like 6:30 in the morning in bed, crying quietly so I don't wake my wife up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I seen where he got cleared, and I, I, w- I was happy for him because I remember the brain bleed. Yeah. Is this because he's so stiff and his headbutts are just so brutal? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that headbutt was it, it was an unnecessary spot. It did a lot to establish him, and he only did it maybe 11 times. But eleven is twelve times too many for a headbutt like that. Right. Yep. Yeah. So. Oh, also Hikuleo was there uh, when I was there. That's a big and everyone, man. 
It is. So everyone laughed. I, I'm wearing a hat and my hair has been cut, but I have a picture on my social medias of myself with just like really long down hair and I'm wearing sunglasses. And the picture is like 15 years old. It looks exactly like Hikuleo. <laughs> like we shook each other's hands and he gave me a look and like tilted his head. And I was like, no, I'm black and Canadian. And he's like, okay. <laughs> we're not related, I swear. We're not. I promise you we're not related. But like in wrestling, you never know now because it just came out that Soul Man Rocky Johnson had what, five illegitimate children? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Soul Man been around. Yep. You never know. I mean, like a good friend of ours, uh, Troy Stevens, we call him Larry Lynn because he looks exactly like Jerry Lynn. <laughs> to the point he met Jerry Lynn and was like, everyone jokes that you're my dad. And Jerry shook his hand and leaned in. He's like, what's your mom's name? <laughs> <laughs> so now Jerry Lynn is in on the joke that yep. his name is Larry Lynn and refers to him as such. Yep. Perfect. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time. This has been great. I've enjoyed yeah, having you having guys me. on here so long. And I've definitely got to get you back on so we can talk about uh, the LA, Joe, LA Dojo and Shibata. I want to hear some stories you've got on Shibata for sure. <laughs> oh, they're great. They're good ones. I've definitely got to hear them because I, just, I, can, I don't hear enough wrestling stories and I want to hear more wrestling stories. And it's just, it's, it tickles me every time I get to hear them. He's got an itch and it's the I wrestling do. stories. It is. It I, is. And I love, I love telling stories. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad you like telling stories because I like listening to stories. So it'd be great. But anyway, Definitely. anyway, guys, we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much for your time. It's been, it, this has been great. August 13th. Yeah. Say good luck with your upcoming shows. August 13th. How they go. August, August 13th. 13th. North Haven Fairgrounds in North Haven, Connecticut with the uh, bikers against animal cruelty and their rally against animal neglect and abuse. Do it for the fur babies, people. Go out and watch them. Do it for the fur babies and the food trucks and the wrestling. That's right. You can't go wrong with a good food truck. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. How did y'all enjoy that interview? If you didn't like it, I don't like you. Nah. Because that was just way too much fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. And the conversation we actually had after the interview, after 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 I turned off the live button, that that conversation could have been a pod in itself. It was, yeah. We're gonna definitely have to have Xander back on. <laughs> yes, we would. He's got stories. Yeah, Xander has lots of stories. Uh, can't wait to have him back on. Um, I can't wait to have him back on. He and and, and he's got stories about being in New Japan Dojo out in California. Uh, lots of other stuff he's got going on. Maybe I can get him to tell. Maybe we get him to tell the story he told us about the uh, referee. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be that a good darn one. referee. Yeah, that darn referee. I think that'd be a good one to tell for the pod too. Um, but I I thoroughly enjoyed that interview, and thank you to Xander, thank you to Raven Carroll, Raven, our friend, uh, for for the time basically, and and promoting their show. I, I I'm glad. I'm honored, honestly honored to be able to to help them promote their show. Yeah, it's gonna be for a very good cause. Very good cause for the fur babies. And not got to love the fur babies, and you know it's it's for a great cause. Go out and support it if you're up there close to Connecticut, you're up there in the Northeast. Go out and support it for for a great cause. Uh, believe me, I would if I could. Uh, being down here, I'm gonna South look Car- up and see if there's a way to support it online. Yeah, yeah, that would be the thing. If there is, we'll link it on our Twitter. Right, we'll link it on our Twitter. See if there's a way to support it online. Uh, being down here in South Carolina, I don't get a 
you know, get up, go up that far up too often. <coughs> Hardly any at all. Uh, but I promise I'm going to make it up there. I, I will, I will make it up to the Northeast one day. I promise I will. I, we've got, uh, I promise all my friends I would. I promise I will. Uh, but definitely, if you can get to that show, go support them. Go support them. It's fantastic. Uh, fantastic people. You're sporting friends. You're sporting fur babies. And uh, you'll get a good night. You'll get a good night worth of wrestling. I promise you. It looks like there is ways to make donations online. I'll make sure with Raven that this is the correct organization before I post anything. Okay. But if it's the right organization, I'll post it on our Twitter so that we can help donate for Bikers Against Animal Cruelty. Yes, it's Bikers Against Animal Cruelty. And you don't want the bikers to find out that you're being cruel to animals or they will come down to your house and possibly be cruel to you. Most likely. Most likely be cruel to you. Because you don't want you, you don't, don't want to piss off a biker gang. No, nah, you don't want tails angels on your door because you can kick the cat. Okay. Do not kick the cat. No. So. Forget the bikers. I'll come after you if you kick a cat. Exactly right. I'm always itching for a fight. I catch you kicking a cat. I'm. I, you might be informed. But anyway, that was a fantastic interview. Uh, just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Just I'm just honored just to be able to be the one to put this out there and, and help them out. It just, it just made my day to be able to do so. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But anyway, that's going to be all for us. So let's see, uh, next week we have our buddy Wes. No, nope, that's not going to be for another couple of weeks. It's not going to be for another couple of weeks. Okay. Okay. That's it's when you're more like the week of the 18th of August. Week, week of 18th. Okay. 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 All right. So Wes, you're on. Yeah, you, 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 we got we got one with our buddy Wes coming up. It's but, a good one. It was fun. It, 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 that was a fun one too. Yeah, guys, we've recorded three podcasts. <coughs> in two days right oh now. yeah, oh we're, yeah. Whew. We've been working, you guys. Yeah, it's working. It's, it seems almost like too much like work. You know, typically, typically we get together once a week, and if we don't have a topic, we just kind of talk about the news. You know. Which has been an abundance of that. There have been lots of that here lately. Uh, but this week, uh, this week we have recorded three podcasts. Plus an open and close for all of them. Yep. So we have been busy. Tired of talking. Yeah, we've been busy. We've been busy, guys. We, it's, almost like a, it's almost like a real job that we're not getting paid for it. It's the, it's the fun. We're getting paid in fun. And paid in fun. Fun don't pay the bills. Fun don't pay the bills. Pays the fun bills. I have no fun. such thing as a fun bill. All the I, bills are hateful. Yeah. All of them. life. It is life, though. That's why we do this, though. To take the break from life. I'm trying to win that billion-dollar lottery. Yeah, I'm almost kind of tempted to join that one myself. Yeah, I've been trying. I've been trying hard. Hadn't worked out so far. It's not been a good investment for me. Well, yeah, that's just gambling. Yeah, it is what it is. Anyway. But enjoy the conversations and all the stuff we've got coming up. We've got we've got plans. We do have plans. We do have plans. But uh, we will see you guys next week, and uh, we'll let you know on Twitter what we got planned for this upcoming week. You gotta, you know, because we're we're like now we're we're like two weeks ahead right now. 
Right. As we, we as seen SummerSlam yet. Yeah, we haven't even seen SummerSlam yet. So that, you know, that tells you where we're at. But we'll put on Twitter. Maybe we're going to have to be talking about SummerSlam because we don't know what's going to happen yet. Yeah, that's very true. We could be talking about SummerSlam. We could be talking about who. We could be talking about whoever. We'll whoever Seth Rollins. I'm sure there's going to be some other fucking crazy thing that happens this week because it's the world of wrestling in 2020. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. They could burn the damn. They could burn the damn Nissan Stadium down. I know the people in Nashville, Nashville could give a shit less if they did. Uh, that's the impression I've been getting. Yeah. Yeah, people in Nashville don't care about that stadium. They don't care about the Titans or anything. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Y'all have a great week. We'll we'll post on Twitter what we got what, what we've got planned, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. I've I've buyed too many times. I can't do oh it. Oh my God, we buyed so many times tonight. <laughs> Cat, we need you. We need you badly. We need you badly. <laughs> <laughs>